0: The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Hello everybody, welcome to Project Shadow episode number 582, Olivier and the Cursed Child. My name is Charlie, You might not know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and I want to know what you thought about yesterday's episode. I'm really excited about this. We've started recording on Anchor, which gives us the ability to record throughout the day, to get your call-ins, and really try to make this the most interactive podcast we possibly can the next day the sound goes up the archive of the day's show i guess i should say goes up on the podcast feed for everybody who wants to listen to it that way so you get it however you want it you can either listen to us throughout the day on anchor or you can listen to us the next day on the podcast feed i'm really enjoying this i hope you guys are too there's a lot of changes coming they're going to be doing a lot of updates to the app it's going to be amazing so let me know what you think just download the anchor app search for project shadow follow us and if you have any comments on anything that we're doing or questions or things that you'd like to ask us about just hit the call in button and you'll Record your message, we'll get it, and we'll reply on the stream. I feel like I have to start the show today with the mention of, oh my goodness, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child won nine of the 11 Olivier Awards that it was nominated for. Nine of 11. First of all, it broke records for the most nominations for a stage play. And then it won more awards than any other stage play in the history of the oliviers at least that's what all the articles and stuff that i've been reading about this and seeing about this have said that's crazy and now with the cursed child about to open on broadway i really think that they need to ask themselves some serious questions about this because number one ain't nobody gonna go get to see it in london let's be honest the ticket prices are insane. It's sold out forever. It's like Hamilton of London. And you know it's going to be the same thing when it opens in Broadway. The scalpers are going to buy up the tickets. They're going to sell them for insane prices. Even more now that it's won so many awards. And it's going to be impossible for people to see. Now, I've read the book. Well, the the stage play. Not really a book. Um, and... It was interesting. It really boggled my mind how some of those scenes would be pulled off on a stage live in front of people because that seems like it would need a lot of special effects, and I I, I don't know exactly how that would work. But then again, I am not in London, and I haven't been able to see it. I doubt that I will ever be able to afford to see it when it's on Broadway. So what are they going to do about this? Warner Brothers have already said there's not going to be a Cursed Child movie. Okay, I'm kind of alright with that. Like, we don't really need to get the band back together and get Rupert Grint and Emma Watson and everybody together, Daniel Radcliffe and all them, back together to do one last raw movie. We don't really need that. I, I mean, I don't, I kind of don't really want that. That's not something that you know, I'm really happy with the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series. I can't wait to see where that goes. I like that it's a new story. It's a fresh story. And it's, for me, been very entertaining. So I'm excited about that, and I want that to continue. And I don't really want them to sidetrack themselves into, oh, and here's a Cursed Child movie. And if they did a Cursed Child m- movie, movie, I kind of don't want them to recast the character. So you'd have to get everybody to agree to come back. So you'd have to get Tom Felton to come back because Malfoy and all the previous mentioned actors to come back as their characters. And whether or not they would ever do that, like I said before, I really... I kind of don't want that movie. You know? Mainly because I think it would make me want more movies. And I like the idea that we're getting to see more of The Magical World and more the Wizarding World, and getting to explore more places with the franchise that they're doing now, with the film series they're doing now. So, But I think they need to do something to allow us fans to see what they're doing. And I'm not saying that they have to do this right away, but I'm a big fan of filmed theatrical plays, where they take the cast, they take the staging, exactly the way they do it on the stage, And they basically film the the play. They're fairly simple to do. They're fairly low budget because you already have the actors, you already have the sets. You just have to bring in the cameras and record them and figure out how you're going to block it and all that so that you can get the best shots because you don't want to just have a camera sitting in the audience and film it. That would be you know, boring to watch on a TV screen. But I would like to see them do something like that. So we could at least see what all the hubbub is about, and I know we're not going to get that for a while if we ever get it, because with the opening on Broadway, they're going to want people to go to the Broadway ver, you know, version of it. But I still think at some point they need to do something like that, or do one of those deals where they make a deal with the theater chains, and you pay for your ticket, you go to the your local cinema, and you get to watch the stage play at your cinema. You know what I'm saying? One of those things? Something. Because I really feel like they're doing something special, and I want to actually see how they're pulling it off. Last night, while we were puttering around on Steam looking for something to do, we found two things that I just have to share with you guys. And you might not care if you're not into classic games and, you know, old games to begin with. And I'm really going to show my heart here in a lot of ways but last night we found a collection of all the classic sierra games well not all of them but the vast majority of them i mean caesar rome pharaoh arcanum uh, king's quest like all of it the only one that i noticed wasn't there was emperor but they had pretty much everything else And you can either get it as a bundle or you can get each game separately for 10 bucks. And I miss the old Sierra games so much. Like, you have no idea how much time I've spent playing Pharaoh. And the fun thing is, I'll get to know now because, you know, Steam tracks your played hours (laughs) on each game. So I'll be able to do a Pharaoh report and let you know how much time I spend in it. But they're simple games. They're not all that complex, but, especially compared to a lot of games that are out right now, but they are so much fun. If you like classic games, definitely check these out. They are some of my favorite games ever. But, the creme de la creme, oh my goodness, last night we found Imperium Galactica 2. And, well, they have both 1 and 2. Another company bought the rights to the games and have re-released them. They've kind of spruced up the graphics a little bit. They have online multiplayer. And we played Imperium Galactica 2 last night. And it was insane. I mean, I haven't played this game since probably 2006, 2004, 2006. I used to play this game all the time. I played it so much, my discs won't read anymore. And because you had to have... There, there are three playable races in the solo story... And so each disc, each race had its own story, and then it had an install disc that installed the basics onto your system. And when you played, you had to have the disc from the race that you were playing in the computer at the time. And I played them so much. I played the game so, so much that literally my discs wouldn't read anymore. And I love Imperium Galactica 2. I love the spy system. I don't think there's been a 4X game that's had a spy system anywhere near as cool as the one in Imperium Galactica I, I, I kind of like the one that's in Endless Legend but it's not anywhere near as awesome as the one in there and of the three of us I survived longest <laughs> um, Brian was the first to die off uh, his empire was just eaten up by the Cheblons like right away uh, Johan was the next to just get eaten because he was relying on space stations. And his fleets did not take out the Cheblon fleet when they came for them. I was attacked by the, uh, by the um, crayon, like right off the bat, and we were playing this massive game of cat and mouse for a long time until I sieged most of their planets. And between me and the Cheblon, we ended up conquering them, and then the Chablon declared war on me, and we were fighting it out. And, oh, it was so much fun. Like, I almost forgot how much I enjoyed this game. It, it 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 is truly one of those games that is my lady jam. It's old, the graphics. Like I said, they spruced them up. They didn't change anything. So, like, if you're playing the Shinari like I was, you still have the bulbous red fleets on the map and all that. Like, they didn't modernize the graphics. They just kind of updated them so that they don't look all pixelated and nasty on a modern monitor with a modern graphics card. But uh, definitely, if you're a fan of classic games and you've never played these, or if you're a fan of these, call in and let me know your favorite story with imperium galactica 2 especially i would love to hear it i am so excited these games exist ten bucks a piece not a lot of money i i i don't know i am just thrilled to have this game back in my life i really don't want to make this sound like an ad for a social network but today's been one of those days where life has been intervening in everything and it makes it hard to find time to lay out for recording and writing and doing everything that I'm supposed to do in the day and it's one of the reasons why I put the podcast on hiatus for such a long time but thanks to Anchor now anytime I have a free moment I can just pick up my phone and record a segment or do what I'm doing right now and that's just talk honestly with you all because I feel that I owe that to everybody. I looked at the stats for yesterday's episode when I posted them up on, you know, when I posted the episode today, and if I sound emotional, it's because I am. You guys have stuck with me through so much, and I really don't deserve an audience as loyal and wonderful as you all are. You know, I expected to see maybe a couple downloads, and there were hundreds of downloads and I really didn't expect to see that and I want to do better by you guys and I'm going to do everything that I can to do better for you and I'm just so grateful that I have a tool like buffer I'm I'm sorry not buffer (laughs) like anchor that makes it easy for me to keep the podcast up and running and keep it going and you know, it's been exciting to see some of the applause coming in today. And we've gotten a c- couple new follows over there. And thank you for that, for all the new listeners. But, I mean, this has been a long journey, you know. You know, we've been podcasting for, oh, Lord, it's got to be a dec- about a decade now. I'm going to have to actually look that up. I think it's been about 10 years now. Oh. And since we started on this road together... And you guys have stuck through me, through so many different things, ups and downs over the years. And I just had to take a moment to say thank you. And I really want to know what you think of the format that I've been trying to do. I know you've only heard one episode and this one. But, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to bring stories that I find interesting to you guys. We're going to try to have Brian on as often as his schedule allows, and just kind of more personal, honest talk. Like, the segment I did today about Imperium Galactica 2 is one of my favorite things that I've recorded in a while, and I feel almost a little conceited saying that, but, you know, one of the things that our relationship has always been built on for this podcast is openness, honesty, and trust, and I am so grateful to everyone who has maintained that trust in me even when maybe I didn't deserve it. But you guys are amazing. You guys are wonderful. And I'm sorry I'm fluffing your butter, but, you know, that's just how I am. I'm naffed up. But thank you guys so much. Thank you, everybody. My guys, gals, and every gender in between. You are my heart. And you guys give me the strength to keep pushing even when the world oftentimes tells me to stop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to stop babbling about this now. I haven't had a chance to really mention this to you guys yet, but we have already reserved our spot for Shore Leave 39. This is one of the few conventions that I'm going to be able to get to this year it is july 7th through 9th in hunt valley maryland so if you're going to be in the hunt valley area that's just north of baltimore it's literally just inside the beltway the baltimore beltway so if you're going to be in the area or you can be around there at some point i'm probably going to be doing my regular panels there and of course hanging out holding court out in front like usual Um, they are still holding it at the Hunt Valley Inn. So, very excited about that, just because I, I have so many memories at the hotel, they keep threatening to move it somewhere else, and while I can think of a thousand reasons why they should, I don't want them to, because, like I said, I have so, so many wonderful memories (laughs) at this place that, I, I don't know, I'm a fan, shouldn't be surprised that I've got, like, nostalgia streaks in me. The guests this year are going to be, and I apologize for anybody's names that I pronounce wrong on this list, because some of these names I have never heard pronounced out loud. Um, Kevin Sussman is gonna be there. He's apparently on Big Bang Theory, which I do not watch, but I know a lot of people like it. I got watched it for the first couple seasons, and uh Yeah. Apparently he plays uh, Stuart Bloom on that. He was on Weeds, he played Terry, he was on Ugly Betty as the annoying waiter he was in ai and yeah so he's going to be there then the people that of course i'm really, really excited about marina sirtis is going to be there that's lexana troy from star trek the next generation and of course demona from gargoyles and she's been in a bunch of other stuff as well really excited about that. Probably try to get in to see her panels. Michael Dorn's going to be there, of course, from Star Trek The Next Generation, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which I think is the better Wharf episodes. I mean, he had some good ones in um, Next Gen, but I think he really came into his own as a character on Deep Space Nine. Uh, apparently he's on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles playing Captain Mozart, And <laughs> Yeah, so he's going to be there. For those of you who are fans of Battlestar Galactica, we have Michael Hogan, who played um, Ty, and we have Luciana Caro, who played Cat. They're both going to be there, so there's some exciting stuff there. If you are a fan of Dark Matter like I am, the rest of the celebrity guests will excite you. Dell Fairland, who plays Five, Mark Ben David, who plays one, and Michael, here's where I get in trouble here, D-Dapud? Depud? D-O-P-U-D. Sorry, sorry Mike, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce your name. He was, uh, star- in Stargate SG-1, um, he played several characters on that, and he is, uh, Eric's Nero on Dark Matter. He was also on Battlestar Galactica as Specialist Gage. So it sounds like it's going to be a good panel of celebrity guests this year. Of course, I'm going to be there. Uh, a lot of other writers are going to be there. Keith DeCandito will probably be there. He's always there. Um, I don't know who else is going to be there. I don't know if Peter Wex is going to be there, but I've seen him, him there a couple times. Anyway, I love this convention, not just for the celebrity guests. You get, If you've ever gone to one of these with me, you know that that's not really what I care about. I care about the meet and greets and having fun hanging out with y'all so we've got our room booked we've got everything lined up and we're going to be heading out in july so and i'm going to be using anchor for the first time to document a lot of this so for you podcast listeners the podcast is going to be different that week i'm excited to see how all that works and if it works anyway see you at shore leave 39 very excited about it. I'll mention it a few more times as we get closer, but if you can, can make it out there, you still got a couple months to figure it out. It's wonderful. It really is. It's a great convention, great people, and you'll get to meet the, uh, only person on earth that I refer to as my captain. So hopefully see you there. The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at Anchor.fm.